Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Fault. And me, John Richardson. After our chat last week, John, about... Can I just say, I, I said podcast there and I... And I you did, I thought you were doing, doing your newscaster voice. Yeah, I was, but I was kind of half and half doing it and, and I'm worried. Do you know, I occasionally do catch myself with vowels and I'm like, I wouldn't have spoken like that 15 years ago. Oh, because you're living down south in the big smoke. I think so. And and it and it hurts me. Well, that... it'll get you more work. Will it? Yeah, people love a bit of that. I've been, I've been, I think stewing's probably the right word. I've been stewing this mm. week on, you know, like Americans. Do you know Americans? Yeah, I know. They only know the posh English voice. So the only comedians that get any work in America are ones that speak posh because that's what they think we all sound like. So if you went over there with your hideous Nottingham drawl, or I went up there with my northern filth, it just doesn't equate. So I don't think they can understand it. And that's really good. I mean, they, what, what I would say is they definitely know a bit of like Cockney. Like, all right, mate. What's your geezer? Yeah, you're doing a lot of gangster film. They know that. All right, mate. But they wouldn't understand. You know, perhaps they 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 know Irish. Um, oh yeah, in a very like oh we all live in the fields and there's romance everywhere across this land. That in a fucking English. Yeah, um, but if you start doing your vowels properly, you maybe get an American crossover, mate. I think it's things like much. Do you know what I mean? Where I'd probably much. have said much. Aye, much. I mean, it's it, it's so slight as to be undetectable, but occasionally. Well, I'll the hear worry it myself, is though think. that if you can pick up on it, it's worse for other people, don't you think? If you went back to Nottingham now and spoke to some people who hadn't, what do you think your mother would say about it? Crikey, Matthew! Yeah, sound like a right southern twat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you change, you have them for the worse, and you're yeah. bad enough when you left. You loser! Get out of my ass! Well, job. Sorry, I've just had some Pepsi Max because I'm trying to be healthy. Of I've course. Had a very indulgent. Can I just let's just deal with this, right? I've had a very indulgent five days. Yeah, but you say indulgent like it's a sort of Dickensian indulgence you've had, where you've been having lots of game and pickles and chutneys. Mm. What you mean is you've been drinking and eating absolute shit, right? I wouldn't say absolute shit. Things like, for instance, a nice Italian meal, a okay. Sunday roast, okay, um, a Mc, double McPlant burger. A, double McPlant burger. Yeah. They're doing a double Yeah, now. double McPlants. Oof. They do the double. And I'll tell you now, it's too much, but that's for another time. Ham salad sandwich. No, ham and cheese toasty <laughs> on room service. That sort of thing. Oh, here we go. He's on tour. Get the room service. I don't like room service. You don't like it. Well, I don't like it. Uh, that's what I mean. For two reasons. Way? Well, I resent the money, so I never quite get over it. I can't, no meal is good enough to justify what they charge you to bring a shit spag ball up to your room. So I resent that for a start. Yeah. Second of all, I worked on room service when I was a hotelier myself. 
Um, and oh, if God. I mentioned that I serve 911, the uh, lads group. Um, and I've never quite forgotten the feeling of you haven't walking no. into because they've been sleeping in there. It's like you're suddenly in there. You go from being at work, the yeah. minute that door creaks open and they're, they're in their dressing gown, it feels like you've walked into their bedroom. It's a very dirty feeling. So I always feel instant sympathy for anyone delivering the room service. And thirdly, Same. I think there's something naughtier about bringing takeaway food into a hotel than doing it on their terms. I feel like I'm going to sneak out and get a curry and eat it in here, and there's naff all you can do about it. Uh, John, I agree with everything you said there. Thank you um, very much. How rare. What I would add is sometimes you're, that's the only option and you need food now. In a delivery age? Y- yes. There's yes. always a hot-bodied young student willing to cycle around to your hotel. No, but sometimes you just really fancy a ham and cheese toasty. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, not, not for know? me. It would just be the bread for me. You what know? With, uh, what, 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 what with not enjoying the suffering of an innocent species, but I don't like to go on about it. Yes. So um, what I'm saying is, yes. You're I'm a piece of work. The handbrake has been on. So then today. Mm, the guilt is, kicked you know, in. Well, it's more that you go, okay, well, I'm going to be healthy today. And you're like, yeah, but today I'm on the train, aren't I? And. Why does the first day after fun have to be then too far the other way? Well, I'll tell you what, you've picked a great day to get on board with Veganuary because it ends tomorrow. So never a better time to sign up. Why don't you go for Veganuary now? Why don't you do dry Veganuary and not drink or eat meat for the rest of January? Could you pledge to that on the 31st? No. And you know (laughs) why? Because that year of gout, I basically went without everything. Yeah. So right. I'm not doing that again. Anyway, so today I woke up with good intentions. Mm-hmm. Just a few hours ago, John, I checked into oh, my Oh, I like this. I like it when you do it like it's a news story. Just a few hours ago. Do you want me to do it like it's a news story? Yes, please. Yeah, breaking news. Sky Sports. Well, it's transfer deadline day as well. So perhaps you could describe the food as the footballer and you as the club. Breaking news. Matt Ford has arrived at Birmingham City. Uh, well, the city of Birmingham. Uh, and upon, we're getting news here that upon checking into his hotel, he was told that there's a golden hour between half six and half seven where there is free food in reception. <laughs> now, despite him saying at the start of the day that he was going to be healthy, he was too curious. This is what Sky Sports sources are telling us, too curious um, to not have a peek. And despite having just been to Wagamama's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> helped himself to three plates of bread and pate, salami, <laughs> mozzarella and tomato. I've, I've dropped the voice now. Just cheese. What are the chances like... of him passing his medical? Breaking news. Matt Ford's gone back to the buffet. He's already <laughs> had two plates of pate and bread. It's a small plate and his defence. Uh, strange decision to have Diet Coke uh, with those cheese triangles. Gone back a third time. Uh, and really loaded up the first time. Um, a few other people in the hall starting to notice what's going on now. Uh, but he continues unabashed. So then I was just like, oh, my God. Pate and just, cheese. They told me free food at half six. I was wrong to say that you hadn't done anything Dickensian. On the contrary, mm. there you are at the hotel buffet filling up on 
pate. Oh, it was lovely. Lovely, warm, fresh bread. Mm. Crispy enough on the outside, soft and squidgy on the middle, and then just a big block of pate to slop around and stuff it around your mouth, and I did. So, today was meant to be day one. That day obviously rolls over to tomorrow, where I'm hoping... God, I'm hoping. What's in the diary tomorrow? Is there, is there any are there any early danger signs we can spot? Is there any, you know, you've, you're killing a time in a town centre, for example. I've brought my gym kit, so I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to exercise. Okay, two different things, bringing your gym kit and going to the gym. I will uh, I'll say that out loud as a man who just took swimming trunks to Ireland. What? You didn't swim there? Nope. Book a flight, mate. I'll get the boat. Yeah, I did not swim. I was in a hotel with a pool. I had swimming trunks with me. Yeah, f*** it. Leads are on. Yeah, cheeky after well, that's, beer. Yeah, but John, that's fine, but uh, uh, you're not in the situation I'm in. Uh, no, I'm not. I must admit, and I, I, I've actually been very good uh, recently. I, I closed all three of my rings today. Um, what? I shut my rings, mate. What do you mean? What does that mean? I've had a this blood test turns out we've talked about it a lot Lucy freaking me out by booking blood tests. I was yeah. giving it the big one. It's really on my mind a lot that my blood is uh showing the poison within. Okay. So uh, I've made some changes. Uh generally eating better. I'm exercising m- most days when I'm in the country. Great. Uh I've downloaded uh the uh Apple Fitness app which mm-hmm. tells me to shut my rings. Um so one is to do with movement, <clears throat> one is to do with exercise and one is to do with just standing up every hour. Uh, and if I shut all my rings, it sends me a little congratulatory message and I've absolute uh, Do you know what today I've smashed my movement ring to pieces. I really have torn <laughs> that ring to shreds. Um, so 900 calories today on movement alone. Wow. Um, went for a long walk this morning. Had some real thinking to do. Um, so I've been very good and I've eaten healthily. I had a, a stir fry for tea. I had soup and a sandwich for lunch. Uh, some fruit for breakfast. Been laying off the coffee where possible. Coffee's um, good for you. I've also downloaded... Here's the big news: a sleep app. Because I think the the biggest uh, damaging factor to my health is sleep. I do not sleep well. I'm touring at the moment. I'm probably not tired till about one ish. Uh, if I'm at home, obviously get up with my daughter for school. That can be anything around half six. I'll probably sleep. I'd say on average between four and six hours a night. I know that's not enough. Uh, so downloaded a sleep app, which now tells me when it's time for me to go to bed. It tells me how I've slept. Crucially, yeah. it records my snoring which i heard for the first time this morning oh my god this is great and is gross so let me tell really? you the, the disappointing thing so I, I turned the sleep app on at, uh i think it was due to come on midnight till seven okay um, that's when i should be sleeping that's doable on tour midnight till seven uh i went to bed last night at 11 at quarter past 11 you know that feeling when you're just nodding off and you feel like you're falling yeah something made a noise in my room and I woke up at 11.14, I know because I checked the time, and I felt like I was falling and something was in the room and was hovering above me. Oh, my God. And it didn't record the noise because it doesn't come until midnight. But I can tell you now, at 11.15, I went, <laughs> it was a triple scream getting gradually stronger until I absolutely shit myself. I had to get up, turn the light on, check under the bed, check all around the bedroom. It was not good. Um, nevertheless, drifted we- off. Do you want to hear some snoring? Yeah, I want to hear the snoring. Right, here we go. Play. No. Yeah. 
John, it's a horrible noise. It's really grotesque. It sounds almost mechanical. It's horrible. It sounds it? evil. Why would you spend a night with that? That's such well, an exactly. old man sound, isn't it, snoring? I mean, no sexy young thing is making that noise at bedtime. But John, it and doesn't that's eating sound like right and exercising. But it sounds more like a troubled... Um, Troll? Sort of she-witch devil woman. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just mad exorcist crap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, depressingly, Trouble She-Witch is, is not only not the worst thing you've ever said to me, I think it's one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. So <laughs> <laughs> this, this is our relationship. Mad. It's a borderline compliment, Trouble She-Witch. Will you download one and hear your noise? Yeah, I'm happy to do that. It's called Sleep Cycle, the app, and you put it on your bed, um, next to your bed when you go to Bobos, and it'll record your snoring, and then you can you can serenade the listeners next week. I might do that. I might do that. I, you know, when I snore, it is more classic old man. I'm excited for you to hear your snore because I can tell you now, it's a lot more like mine than you think. I think you think you snore like a cartoon pig. Yeah. But you, in fact, you snore like an accordion being run over. It's a wheezing, sharp grunt. And its I think it's going to shock you. Can I tell you now? I snore like a geese. <laughs> Anyone walking past my room would think, "Oh my god, that's like a that's a bank robber in there." Yeah, they can just t- they can sense the hardness. They'll be like, "God, that's a." I bet he's like six foot five, built like a brick out ass. Don't mess with him in there. It's like a real, <clears throat> you know, like a bear. Do not disturb. So should we go from the bedroom to the kitchen? Well, okay. I mean, given that all we did is talk about food for the first part of this podcast, should we go from the bedroom back to the kitchen? Sure. Uh, Callum's been in touch. Last week you speculated that Frank Lampard looked like a man who had a very high-spec kitchen. Yes, I did. And once again, Fordy's prescience comes to the fore. Callum says, and let me just tell you now, I haven't checked this and it could be absolute bullshit. So okay. maybe Callum just wanted an email read out on a podcast and he's nailed it. But he says, guys, I'm just listening to the podcast after working late. Humble brag. Uh-huh. Um, I can confirm Lampard's kitchen is the bollocks. My yes. parents built it in 2007. He sent the company a website. I got a signed shirt, England, of course. I'm a gooner. And now it's a hindrance I have to drag around every time I move flat. So there you go. No, no, no great specifics there, but he is willing to confirm that Lampard's kitchen is the bollocks. I mean, let's be honest, I'd be really surprised if he got in touch and said, Lampard's kitchen is terrible. Yeah. You know, he he puts the spoons, the forks and the knives all in just the same slots and there's mould everywhere and and it's really old, like 70s formica stuff. He's had the same drainer for 10 years, he won't change it. Yeah, it's just like like old plates with old uh, flowers on them. Grey plates with pink flowers on, like the, the sort all of thing he's got, got his dead grandma's crockery set and it's all he ever uses. Oh, that'd be quite sweet. That'd make me like him, that, if I found no, out he's using his grandma's crockery. And like a big, I bet he's got like a big, it'd be really funny if you had like, you know, um, older folks have like big cabinets full of like old glasses that they don't use. Oh, baker like. Daily Mail plates of Jack Russell dogs on them. Yeah. 
or like the queen plate stuff like everyone's that. mug cupboard is bonkers isn't it that's you you live in one of two houses you either have four mugs that you bought at the same time on a tree and they're identical or you open your mug cupboard i love a batshit mug cupboard it's one of the things me and lucy argue about the most Ooh. i'm a declutter tidy man but i think I think I want my mugs to basically be an unwritten autobiography of my life. I think you should look through a person's mug cupboard and you should be able to know everything about them. Yeah, I mean, mine have all got forest on them. I'm looking now at four mugs in my office. There's four mugs that are too precious for me to keep in the kitchen because they're not looked after. I tell a lie, five mugs. Can you tell me any of the five mugs that I'm currently looking at in my office? Leeds United. Uh no, there isn't an official Leeds United mug. I do have, obviously, the uh, Champions uh, Gold mug and uh, Square Ball Podcast mug and a beautiful hand-painted uh, mug uh, by my friend Matt. <laughs> One mug has got Leeds United colours on the inside, a clue that it's hand-painted. Hang on. Are these the five you're looking at now? The five I'm looking at now. One has Leeds United coloration on the inside. Well, it's a hand-painted mug when we left Six Music, uh, a, a group of our American listeners, hand-painted me a mug and sent it over. And Christ. it's got all the things I like on it. And uh, it's got the worm from Labyrinth on it. It's got Jareth. Uh, it's got Piglet. And it's got a Leeds United badge. And it's got a dog on it. Um, and I like it. So, so there is a like Leeds this. mug there, then. What are you well, about? it's not an official Leeds mug. Get over oh, yourself. Oh, come on. I didn't say official. Insert words I didn't bring to the table to discredit me. Next. Oh, like an... Oh, the... the, um, the oh, the, the, the countdown jug. Countdown teapot. Uh, no, yeah. I gave that to my mum, so there's no... This, this will shock listeners. This will be on the Daily Mail sidebar. Uh, there's no countdown teapot in John Richardson's house. What do you think of that? I respect you for that. Thank so you. So the other mugs, what, what, um, any of them... Uh, uh, One is very personal to me, uh, and I'll give you a clue. Dead relative. <laughs> you're... <laughs> Oh, your obsession with dead relatives. Uh, I'm not obsessed with I dead relatives. I think some people, when they plan a podcast, they sit down and they say, like, oh, what features are going to have? Like, what if we did a feature like on food? What we've basically done is just turn up every week and talk shit, and our producer, Danny, is kind enough and professional enough to edit out both the career-ending and the tedious. And what's left is unintentional uh <laughs> podcast features one of which is Fordy's obsession with dead relatives <laughs> obsessed with... <laughs> you, you mentioned it every week well let's start with the whole emailing if you've ever had a minute silence for a relative at a football game debacle the That's worst email interesting <laughs> yeah well, That's i'll tell you what Put it past Dyson at Rock and Roll Football and see what he says. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. You it. wouldn't do that in your proper job, would you? You bring it. That's what you do. You sit with Dyson and you do the good ones there, and you bring your shit ones to me. No, 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 no. That's not what happens at all. So, does it relate to? No, no, it's not related to anyone but me. Um, oh, inside it is pens. <gasps> oh, there's what? trinkets inside it. <laughs> oh. I've got a, a Labyrinth pen, Go on then, a tell BBC us. Six Music pen, and a Yorkshire Dales National Park pen that I bought the first time I went to the Yorkshire Dales. And you, inside I, it I is just, a little ping pong ball. We've known each other a long time. Yeah. yeah. You, sure. We're asking quite a personal question now. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you struggle to let go? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm I'm convinced that my life is only ever in a downward spiral. So I preserve the memories of times gone by to convince myself that I'll remember being happy just before I die. But as as, as a rational, intelligent man who, in, in yeah. other areas of life, would follow the evidence, is the evidence now not overwhelming that your life actually? Is- I've got a wonderful life. I got a wonderful yeah. life, but I enjoy uh, I enjoy preserving things from the past. I think there's a sign of, and I know you do too. You like it's the same yeah. part of you that buys autographs. I mean, you're looking around now yeah. at what in your office signed Gaza stuff, signed Forest yeah. stuff, signed politicians. That's all about yeah. touching something that was there at the time that means something to you and the person who signed it. That's the same thing. When I touch these things, yeah. I remember like that mug. That that's people in America who listened to us talking shit on a Sunday morning and made a, I've never made a gift for anyone I care about, not even family, never mind someone who used to listen to on a radio. I think, what must it have meant to them to make that? So I kept that. I get that, but it's the six music pen was what made me ask the question. Oh, yeah, the six music pen, is a, that's a madness. Um, that's in a fact, I'm going to offer that right now to anyone who wants it. So if you want my six music pen, email in, and uh, you can have it. I'll send it to you. It's a shit by row. It don't work but- anymore. Now we may have a few particularly people happy time of Matt. Like, we were f-ing hated at Six Music. Let's have it right. Yeah, I loved the fact that we were hated. It was my I first. Know. It was my first experience of that, and I, 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 I have to say, I really thrived on it. <laughs> yeah, well, you've, you've kept that running as a theme. Yeah, I do. Um, I do. I mean, just on a sidebar, mm-hmm. it does slightly baffle me that that people hate me. But I guess it's just having an opinion, isn't it? That's how I rationalise it. I just think you keep your trap shut. Yeah, you know, but. The moment you offer an opinion on something, you're going to piss oh, off most people. Yeah. Especially, the, especially the certain things that you offer opinions on. But you don't think I'm inherently a hateable individual? Yeah. But Oh, sorry. Did you want a different answer then? To go on, ask me again. But you don't no. think I'm inherently... <laughs> no, I think you're a bloody good egg. <laughs> hateable individual. No, I think you're just a normal, healthy guy who sits in his room eating ham and cheese toasty and lusts after the anecdotes of the dead relatives of strangers. I think it's a perfectly healthy, good guy thing to do. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's uh, the, the, the you've got four more mugs here. You've got well, we're not going to get. I'm three, two. I'm not two. Don't make me look. Just tell us. There's the uh, a mug that I was given for Ultimate Warrior, uh, which was the uh, first series I got commissioned that was my own. Um, so I kept that. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why this one's here. To be honest, that I've got a Sunday brunch mug that they gave me for doing Sunday brunch, and that one, admittedly, not you know, it's night and nice. nice. Um, and the other two are probably the silver tuna. To quote uh, Home Alone, um, there's a Radio Norwich Alan Partridge mug, which I love and was given to me um, by um, not uh, Alan Partridge, but Michael Simon Greenall when he was on Meet the Richardsons brought me a lovely mug. And the, the, the most cherished mug of all is my Rylands County Primary School Golden Jubilee mug, which I got for finishing top in the quiz at our school. And it's from 1989. That mug is 34 years old. I've had a mug for 34 years. And I had a Wallace and Gromit mug that my sister got me for my 10th birthday, which um, is now uh, my wife broke it. And I was really, I was really fine with it. And I can't stress that enough. Absolutely fine with that. Well, I mean, there's a lot to. Yeah, but you're not here, qualified, so why don't you back the f*** off, yeah? What do you mean I'm if not anyone's qualified? Well, if anyone's listening who's a counsellor who wants to get in touch and tell me why I've got a, a cop from 1989 that I regularly cry into and I 
collect my tears in there in case there's ever a drought. Yeah. If you've got a professional opinion on that, I'll hear it. I don't want to hear the thoughts of a man sweating out free pate in a Birmingham hotel. Yeah. <laughs> you keep your fucking opinions to yourself, mate. I do feel a bit lonely, you know. I'm so pleased we're doing this podcast tonight. Are you? Not Just tempted a bit. to get out around Birmingham. Than- get down the bull ring. Well, I went to Wagamama's, didn't I, about to come back for the free pate? <laughs> I didn't know it was pate. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Do you know what was great? I had no idea when I turned that corner into the hotel lobby. I had, I tell you what was a bit, oh, I tell you what was great. God, I remember thinking, I've got to tell him this as I stuffed the patty in. <laughs> Firstly, I had no idea. I thought it was going to be like, um, maybe like, um, you know, M&S sandwiches to fire. Slightly gutted it wasn't anyway. Um, you know when you overhear other people's work and you're like, I don't know, sometimes that I feel jealous of people have like proper jobs or mm-hmm. it's a relief mm-hmm. that I don't, but yeah, that's what I feel. Oh God. You know when people have got to do like a work call on the train? I say got to, they choose to. Yeah. And there was a guy and I could tell he was checking if I was listening or not. So I pretended to sort of noodle away on my phone and not look and, and he relaxed into himself. And um, it was a particular type. So obviously there's the really smug types. The, the yeah, yeah, buy low, sell high, all that shit. Then there are the ones that are kind of, there's a nervousness to it. And this guy, he was on a call, and this is what he said. I can't remember the guy's name, but it sounded, it was such a, you know, some people have such work names. And it was something like. Jeff Tibbs. Uh, it was something like, uh, yeah, I, um, he goes, uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd actually been on a call with Bob Kirkup. Something like that. Like, that is a that is a foreman's name. Do you know what I mean? But it wasn't foreman work. It wasn't bus depot stuff. This was like you know office based. And, and this is what he said on the call. He said, he said, um, he said, I really think we need a face to face because when I, when I've spoken to him on the phone, um, I have very positive interactions with him, but the emails from his team are very negative. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what is going on here? And then I could only hear his side of the call, and then he starts to sort of plead more. I, I just really think we need a face to face because it, it, you know it is it's very hard to to have these conversations then to get those sorts of emails and I'm not the only one. I was like, wow, what you want it? to see I, the emails, don't you? I do, yeah. Release the files. Email us hello at cpfpl.com. Are you that person that was on the train from Glasgow to Birmingham on Monday, the thirtieth of January? Do you know your uh, Do you know your friend in those situations is uh, the headphones without anything playing? 
Oh, yeah. That says yeah, to yeah. people around you, you're all right, mate. I've just got my old Jamiroquai albums on. Maybe a gentle nod of the head uh, as if along with music. Bang, well, I had my headphones them. in. I was listening to Noel Gallagher and I, and I paused it. Oh, and as you know, did. I very rarely pause Noel Gallagher, right? Paused it and um, was just partially engrossed. Um, he, he then didn't speak much for quite a while. I was like, oh, come on, say something more. And it was something like Bob Kirkup or Chris Skidmore. It was like a name like that. I was like, oh, what a great work name. I just thought, wow, you get an insight into other people's lives, don't you? Yeah, it points out how lucky we are, doesn't it? This is our you can't talk, you can't have a conversation about this on a train. Yeah, I was doing uh doing a potty with uh, Maddie Ford um the other day and gotta say actually, really relieved we don't have any face to faces because uh, the interaction online's great, but of course when you meet him there's that stench of pate. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's just uh difficult to deal with. Yeah, and he did. Uh, he, he does ask you about your dead relatives a lot. Yes. So last week, I don't know if you remember, Matthew, you asked our listeners to email in their granddad's favourite pie, um, and we have actually heard yes. in from Nathan from Bristol. Um, this I is... knew. Do you know what? I knew this was going to resonate. I just knew it. Well, this closes it all for you because this is all your favourite things. So the subject in the email is granddad's favourite pie, and Nathan says... Yeah. Both my granddads are dead, so I don't know and can't ask them. There you go. That's what you like, isn't it? That's your perfect email, isn't it? That's the sort of thing you love, well, dead men's <laughs> pie knowledge, going to the grave with them. Who's that from, Nathan? Nathan in Bristol, yeah. Both my granddads are dead, so I don't know what their favourite pie is. <laughs> I'm assuming he said it like that. Really annoyed Nathan, about on, it. On, beh- on behalf of myself, John, producer Danny, and all of us, and Vinny, all of us here at CPFPL, um, we are. Uh, we want to pass on our condolences. Not accepted. Not accepted. Why no, not? I need it in writing. I'm and happy I to fire like, off an email. I would like a free pie. I'm happy to send you a pie, Nathan. No, I want to make me a pie, and I will send you your favourite pie, and um, you pick whatever you like. Genuinely, but you know, don't pick, not a salt bay one wrapped in gold. <laughs> you know, up to a reasonable amount. You know, how much are you willing to spend on this pie? How much does a pie cost? Hang on, let's have a look. Oh, here we go. He's lost touch. Bloody hell. Too long interviewing politicians, mate. mate. How much is a pie these days? A hundred pounds? What are you guys paying for pies? I get them free in the executive lounge of the Birmingham Hyatt Regency. Oh, I wish I was at the Hyatt Regency. Lovely hotel, that. Is it? I don't know it. You just said it. What is going on? Oh, I don't mean I've been there, do I? You know, obviously I know it exists. I could say the great... for 16 quid. You get four Prime Minister pies for 16 quid. I'm, I'll, oh, I'll happily send them a box is, I think it's an industry-leading pie, the Prime Minister pie. It's a, a shame that he's... Cracking he, vegan he, ones. It's a shame... That, obviously, it's a shame that his granddads are dead. Sorry about that. It's also a shame that, for some reason, he didn't know, you know, that they hadn't had that conversation before they passed on. Um, granddads, pork pie, safe bet, steak and kidney. Yeah, I think you, you're safe with a steak and kidney on a granddad, I think. Yeah. We'd have to know Nathan's uh, age to be able to speculate on the age of his mm. granddads. Um, yeah. We do have further information from Nathan. He's, he's emailed twice in a week. Do you want to hear well, more? Well, that's a good point, though. If we could just put a pin in that. I would really want to come on to that. What is a young person's <laughs> pie? What, 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 what are the young pie lads having? Does Matt Dyson like, listen to pie? this? He, I reckon you of are. all the people who listen to this podcast and laugh the most, I reckon Matt Dyson... <laughs> when he realises what a narrow scrape he has every week on a Saturday afternoon. 
Can I just get you to uh, text in, actually? What is a young person's pie? Uh, call me, text me. It's Matt Ford. I'm here till uh, four or until the security take me out. <laughs> no, there was actually a thread of that last week, and uh, I take that. I take back everything I said. But seriously, if you're, I, I, my view would be this. Generally, mm-hmm. I think young people don't eat pies. Yeah. But is there a kind of, is there a young pie scene? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, is there a kind of. Fucking uh... hell. What would it be? Well, well, anything vegan. Like a vegan pie circuit. Yeah, anything with, um, vegan. I would say a pie minister pie is a young person's pie. Yeah, some sort you of know. Thai pie or, or, or something. Thai pie, yeah. <laughs> but something, maybe it's like, oh, there's no, it's just a bit of fluff on top. Like, like, do you know what? Rather than the full you, pastry. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to say, do you know what can sod right off? And I'm glad it's disappeared now. It was on the culinary landscape, along with that balsamic glaze we both slagged off last week. The casserole with a puff pastry lid sold oh, as a pie. What a mother lack of respect that is for the for the fee-paying audience. Um, Absolutely so bad. And you're like, that's just a bowl of soup. With a lid on it, an edible <laughs> lid. I watched uh, our friend and colleague Ian Moore this week. Oh, um, great comedian. We haven't had him on the podcast, have we? I've got to get Ian on. Moore on the He's pod, great. haven't we? He's a what genius. A well, I used to think that. Do you know what he posted a picture of Instagram this week? Soup. Oh, a soup in a Yorkshire pudding. Wow. I'd love to speak to him about it, because I don't think the Yorkshire pudding has the integrity to, to hold up a soup. And I don't think... Once I think the idea is obviously that at the end you get to eat the Yorkshire pudding, but I don't think a Yorkshire pudding that wet is going to be pleasant, and it's going to be like slime. But what what if he's done a really thick soup? That would just be like putting. I mean, gravy. Gravy's wetter than some soups. Um, no, it's not gravy. No, gravy's thicker than a soup. I I would say that's one of the defining things of gravy. I'd say that's one of the measures of gravy. Is it thicker than soup? This is like a. Um... A fat bastard's version of blood is thicker than water. <laughs> you know what they say, grave is thicker than soup. And that's what and, killed him. Yeah, that means we prefer... You know what, actually, I met a... Um, we're talking about food. I met a chef this week who listens to the show. Did you? Yeah, At the uh, Birmingham Hyatt Regency? No. You're, you're, not actually, you're not actually out in here, pal. No, we put the food out front, but when it's run out, you have to inform a member of staff. Uh, oh, bloody hell, Matt Ford, <laughs> listen to your podcast. Yeah, no, 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 finish your pate before you reply. No, I'll just wipe my face down. <laughs> yeah, chefs listen to the show. So maybe maybe the food chat is kind of attracting a culinary crowd, foodies. Yes, it speaks to the, uh, speaks to the volume of FPL chat that we have Glaswegian chefs listening, doesn't it? Well, and, what, and, and isn't this incredible? Because Duncan Ferguson, mm-hmm. Scottish football manager, Forest Green Rovers, yes. was offered... Yes. Well, he's interviewed, he takes the job, and obviously Forest Green Rovers are probably the most pioneering football club when it comes to their environmentalism and everything yeah. else. They're fully vegan, they wear recycled kits. I mean, they play on grass. You, you can't get more environmentally friendly than that. And um, they, he gets asked about whether he's a vegan or not. And it, it's, it's so bizarre. I mean, it's on Sky Sports. Yeah. He looks completely poleaxed by it. Yeah, well, also his new boss is next to him. So I think that, that slightly stilts it. I would imagine if you asked Duncan Ferguson, you know, in the local pub or coming out of Nando's if he was a vegan, you'd get a very straightforward answer. But this is a sort of mealy-mouthed, apologetic, oh, no, but I've always been a fan of their work, one of yeah. them. Where you just, just say no, mate. Just say no, it wasn't part of the job. Obviously, I'm going to 
get more into it now, but no, I'm not. I like meat. <laughs> I don't like cockaliki. I like meat. Lovely ref. I don't want cockaliki. I don't like cockaliki. I want Chris. There's a um, laddie. It's like him talking about vegan food, and he just is he, very much as John describes it. Oh, yeah, I think a lot of it's great. You know, it's that sort of like thing. Mm. It's like when a bitter old entertainer is sort of forced to say something nice about a younger generation. Yes. Yeah, so have, you, uh, have you I watched I think Ma- the youngins are great. I think a lot of the new stuff's great. And I, good luck to them. That's what I say um, when you know backstage. You know, they can't do the cruisers list off. Oh, there'd always be something in it, yeah. It's different to what we do, you know. They wouldn't have survived five minutes in the clubs as we used to play. But it's different now, you know. People do come to listen. And if that's what you want from a comedy night, you know what I mean? If you want to go there and have a good listen, that's absolutely fine. And I think that, yeah. I think the new comics are great for that. Yeah, and they, you know, they we can't, we can't, we're different. I mean, you know, they, they can't do what I do. I can do, you know, they. Yeah. I, I couldn't go to you know Shoreditch and, and do a gig on a, a on a vegan bean farm, you know, and, and they couldn't entertain thousand people a night and get ten stand innovations. You know, yeah. we're just different in that way. They couldn't go out to Afghanistan and entertain squaddies. I can. I mean, I mean, yeah, I haven't been I mean, offered those squaddies. gigs for a long time. Did you ever do any army gigs? <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. I mean... uh, my name's John. Um, I'm five foot nine. I don't know why I've started introducing myself. <laughs> I'm a vegan. Next. I think he should have fronted it out, Ferguson, when they said to him, Are you a vegan? He should have said, Well, you're going to ask uh, Dale Vince if he likes headbutting. You know, if we're going to share passions. You know, we'll get to what's annoying. I've watched the clip. The burgers they present, and I, Dale Vince, you know, he's a, he's a he's a he's a force for good in the movement. But when you know you've got a photo opportunity with a vegan burger, don't pick one that looks fucking horrible. That is a bad looking vegan burger. It's dry, dry too much bread. The brioche bun yeah. can sod right off, um, but it's too thick. There's clearly no cheese sauce relish. You know, there's no excuse for offering up a disgusting burger like that to the camera. You just you put people off the movement. The movement, um, yeah, the uh, movement. You, you, seem, you seem to a, dwell on the moo there, as if to you know in, invoke the cows that used to be the filling of the burger. Oh, patties. lovely, the lovely. Yeah. Well, what I was trying to do is sort of play up my pretentiousness because uh, obviously, if you say things like the movement, you invite people to think you're a prick and not want to get involved. And I do invite them. To think that, yeah. actually, and tweet me if you think I'm a prick. You'll have to do it the minute I check Twitter because, you know, you've got a lot of competition at the moment on my Twitter feed. Um, hey, look, this is what happened. We should say as well, obviously, friend of the show, Sean Deitch, is, uh, is going to be spending less time um, having fun because he's a now... A job that Big Dunk would have surely well, been sniffing around. Now the Everton manager. I think he's going to keep him up. That's the only thing. We wish him well, obviously, friend of the show. Well, but do we? Do we? As, as two gentlemen whose clubs are also... Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I can only speak for myself, uh, but my view is we need three teams to be shitter than us this year. Um, you know, it's a process, building blocks and all that, some great signings, blah, 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 when everything comes together. But, oh, the only team I've seen us win against in a long time is Accrington Stanley. And Cardiff, yeah. How do but you he, feel? I've, I, um, I think he's a r- really good character, and he's a very talented manager. Oh, I like Daichi. 
Yeah. But nothing against Daichi. I, I want Everton to go down, old friend. I need Everton to go down. My health depends on Everton going. Let me get the league up. Hold on, hold on. Southampton, bottom. Southampton, then Bournemouth. Wolves, West Ham. Bournemouth. Yeah, Yeah, Wolves, I think. Well, West Ham will be fine. West Ham will be absolutely fine. Too much quality in there. You think? Yeah, they'll be absolutely fine. Palace could get dragged into it. No, they won't get dragged in. You want to get dragged in? I'll drag you in, Sam. Um, Southampton will start to come to life, haven't they? Yeah, a couple of wins in the cup. It's the least this league form, isn't it? And when there's a big game coming up next week, isn't there, Matthew? Forest leads on Sunday, which mm. sadly neither of us can go to. It's tragic. Yeah. yeah. I'm really um, gutted. I don't think I'd Premier have been league. able to enjoy it, I've got to say. I think it's too 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 much pressure um on this game. Too early. Are you so? Let's obviously it's a big game, and it'd be lovely to have FPL back after the FA Cup. I, I have missed playing it. Have you? I'm highly addicted to it. Yeah, I was like, oh man, what do, you, what do you mean I've not got to change my team? You could have a tinker. Well, no, I learned that last season, didn't I? Do your admin late? That is the crucial thing. Last week, you re- uh, requested that listeners send in an email if they've shat themselves. So let's do hit the post. Shit the post this week. <laughs> We've had a lot of emails about Really? So, yeah. I mean, you know, when you're hot, you're hot. And a lot of your text and email suggestions don't fly. But when they do. Um, so do you want to go back to No Grandad Nathan or do you want to start somewhere else? But let's go with No Grandad Nathan. <laughs> he says, hello. This is second time in one episode I'm responding to Matt's request to email in. While listening to season one of this podcast, I nearly shat myself in Aston Leeds. I never felt pain like it while at the self-checkout. I knew wherever I went to do it, I'd be doing some serious damage to the toilet and surrounding fixtures. I made the noble choice to go home rather than do it in a public toilet. Much like John, I walked past a McDonald's, but felt that would not be the right place to do it. I ran home as fast as I could. I only lived 10 minutes away from the asked in question. Upon entering my flat, I found my partner was in the toilet. I pushed open the door and shouted, get off the loo. I'm going to shit myself. From the pain look on my face, you could tell I wasn't joking and promptly left me to it. That's the closest I've ever come to shit myself in public. And if I come any closer, I shall let you know. Nathan from Bristol. Cheers, Nathan. Um, ten minutes is a long time to be I moving couldn't. when you need a poo. I, I can tell you now, Nathan's not vegan because if you subsist on a mostly vegan diet, you've got no chance of holding the tide back for ten minutes. No chance. I'm lucky if I can wait he- three or four once it kicks in. Time, you know, it, people don't realise it's things like boxers. You know, fighting for three minute rounds is exhaust. Yeah. Three minutes yeah. of a, if a fight goes on longer than thirty seconds, it's a long time to most people. It's like that if you need the toilet. Ten minutes is just it is a lifetime. Time waits for nobody. So he and what we've had other emails about this. Oh, Pete Howard's been on. Hi, Pete. Uh, hi there. My top Richard, tip my for an explosive public toilet moment is, if time in hand and three minutes is plenty, to line the bowl with paper pre-eruption. There is usually some time to get rid of the remainder with a toilet brush, but not much. A uh, little bit graphic. Um, Jess Law. Hello, both. I'm listening to Season 2, Episode 39 on Fordy's new habit of eating raw ginger of a morning. 
compelled me to write in and share something that I hope will both amuse and horrify you in the same way it did me. Great. By way of background, my mum's partner is a salt-of-the-earth Yorkshireman. She told me he's been having some gastric issues recently. She suggested to him he should stop eating raw potatoes, as Google says it's not good for you. What? He eats raw potatoes? Uh, he's a good, honest Yorkshire man. I ain't got time to cook potatoes. I've got work to do. What is going... Why is he eating raw potatoes? I don't understand. Upon pressing her further, she advised that he peels a potato and then eats it raw like an apple every one to two days and has done this his whole life. He's in his late 50s. He's done this for quite some time. I'm unsure if he's stopped yet or if he's got a plan to wean himself off. I suppose you have to admire a man who doesn't let the fact that humans didn't eat potatoes until they domesticated fire stand in the way of enjoying his favourite snack. I hope this makes Fordy feel better in the knowledge there is another living person with more compromised gizzards than his. But I just, I, sorry, I, I, it, it, who, it's such an unpleasant experience to eat a raw potato. I don't understand why he's doing it. Does he think it's healthy? There is a thing about eating dirt, isn't there? I'm surprised to hear he what? peels. Well, yeah. Um, that's a uh, lot of... Well, no, actually, John. Well, actually, no. Well, kids eat dirt, don't they? And kids... actually, it's one of the kids... great... So one of the great misconceptions of, uh, since you've allowed me to exploit my platform, uh, people think that Amiga comes from fish, whereas actually the Amiga in fish comes from the, the krill and the algae and things that are consumed by the fish. Likewise, the B vitamins that are so plentiful in red meat when we're told that we have to eat red meat to subsist, to, sub to, to fucking survive, to live on this earth, actually come from the soil and the B vitamins are in the soil. So perhaps there's something You can't in that. eat the soil, can you? People, I think kids pick up dirt, don't they, and eat it? I'm, I can't believe this is the first time I've ever yeah, suggested you a tell thing them to you. It's bad for them. But maybe I mean, maybe there's something in that. I can, I can appreciate. I've never had a raw potato in my mouth. Well, you've had an it? undercooked potato, surely. I have, yeah, but it's that's foul. different to raw, isn't it? I wouldn't want a warm apple, but I'd eat a raw apple. Well, hang on. A warm apple is pleasant as part of a dessert, but that's not the point. The point is, even when you've had something semi-raw, it's been appalling. Imagine it fully raw. It's not okay. It's not a carrot. I'm not saying I'm going to try it. But I'm, not, I'm not appalled by it. I, I'm more I upset I'm by all... you eating a chunk of raw ginger than I am him eating a raw potato, put it that way. Well, then you are, John, I'm, I'm very sorry, and I say this to someone who knows how intelligent you are, then, then I'm, you're thick. <laughs> eating raw ginger is objectively good for you eating raw potatoes i think might even be against the law yeah we'll check if not we can get it brought in i'm sure do some yeah. lobbying on behalf i think our next live potato. show you should eat some raw potato i will do all right then. and some dirt i'm gonna next get live show i'll eat a raw potato not a raw potato i will eat a slice of raw potato i'll make you that pledge now but you've got to eat Whatever, okay, here we go. Suck on this. Whatever size, <laughs> whatever size potato I eat, you have to eat the same amount of ginger. As long as it's medically safe, <laughs> you're on. Okay, baby. You're fully on. Right, look out, O2 Arena. God, you know what? I, I got a surge of adrenaline from my body then. Imagine how um, soldiers feel or, or bungee jumpers. God. What, oh, the oh. thought of eating ginger? Just the thought of a competitive element with you eating raw potato and me eating raw ginger, which is obviously yeah. just so tied to FPL. Trying to explain it would be pointless. Am I right? Oh, absolutely.
What a way to end. Remember to get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. Subscribe to anotherslice.com for red hot extra content. Leave a five-star written review. Share, subscribe, and do all that. Bye. Bye.